Welcome back to Move From Inc. Episode 9. I am Frank Blanco. With me, of course, as always, is the CBG, Dan and Tilly. What up, what up? Uh, so tonight, me and Dan are going to go over our all-time lineups. Uh, first, Dan's going to dive into that new agreement that was agreed upon between the MLBPA and the MLB. So, Dan, kick it off, brother. Uh, I want to start with um, Fuck Rob Manfred. <laughs> This uh, <clears throat> this agreement to me smells very much like uh, he is furthering his agenda to cut minor league teams down, therefore cutting down jobs of baseball players across the world. He wants to cut uh, 40 minor league teams out, something like that, and um, now he wants to cut the draft. This year, we're cutting the draft to five rounds, which is going to cost a lot of kids, a lot of opportunity, and a lot of money. Um, that being said, um, not only is it going to cost them a lot of money overall, it's going to cost them a lot of money up front as well. So the players in their five rounds will be receiving just $100,000 up front of their signing bonuses. And uh, the first round pick, one one I believe gets somewhere in the eight million dollar range. Mm. So we're gonna give him a hundred grand. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Dan, what are the benefits of juniors coming out this year? Not a lot. There's 150 kids that are getting drafted this year, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so does that mean you think like a junior would be more in, inclined to stay for his senior year? It's going to depend. It's going to depend on their, what they're doing with the draft next year. They're talking about uh, cutting next year's draft to 20 rounds. Jesus. So um, they're also deferring most of the signing bonuses for two years in next year's draft as well. So, prime example, you look at a kid that could be a sixth-round pick this year. Division one junior. Had a pretty good two first years. Didn't have a junior year to show off. Now he's going to be a sixth-rounder instead of a first-rounder. He's not getting drafted, but what he's getting is a $20,000 signing bonus instead of a $600,000 signing bonus in his slot. That's uh, quite the gap. <laughs> well, you know, for a lot of these guys, you know, the top 10 rounders, their signing bonuses are life-changing money. That's what allows them to stay in the minor leagues, making $17,000 a year. Mm-hmm. They live off of their signing bonus until hopefully they make it to the show. Um, personally, I think this is just this is another instance of the guys that are there now are looking out for themselves instead of the guys that are going to come behind you. Yeah, uh, I can see that. It, well, you know, in the recent past, we've seen guys do things for the the betterment of the guys that are going to follow them. Yasmani Grandal, you know, Biogenesis client, but he took a one-year deal with the Brewers passed on a four-year deal uh, for lower AAV 
more overall money, but he gambled, took a one-year deal for more than the AAV, and he secured a higher four-year deal this offseason. So that's a guy that, that said, you know what? I'll take one year of security now and I'll gamble on myself, but I'll also look out for the best interests of the guys coming behind me. That's not happening in this in this agreement. The guys in this agreement are looking out for themselves because they are taking care of... Uh, they have an agreement should this season be postponed or canceled altogether. So... They're getting paid up front most of their salary, or quite a bit of their salary. Um, the MLB has the right to expand the postseason, meaning the World Series could be closer to December. It also means that they could add extra teams to the postseason. Um, now, how do you feel about that, Dan? Because personally, for me, I feel like if you're cutting into people's off-seasons to get ready for a season... It's just going to throw everything out of whack. It is. Um, it's they're they're on a, a slippery slope right now. Yeah. Um, now the other the other issue I have is they agreed to full service time for players, mm. so Mookie Betts could conceivably be a free will conceivably be a free agent, but potentially never play for the. Sorry, I'm a little happy about that. Sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah. Now, the question I have that has not been answered anywhere is, are these guys going to make their full salaries? Yeah, that's a big... That's probably the biggest question out there right now because, you know, prime example, Mookie signed... You know, he got his arbitration for $27 million. That's life-changing money for somebody. As... While as it sounds, for a guy like Mookie Betts, it is life-changing money. So Correct. how much of it is he actually going to get at that? Correct. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything, so... I mean, I, I just have a, a huge problem on cutting the draft to five rounds. To me, that's, that's a big problem. I mean... I have a buddy that was a ninth round pick and made it to the big leagues and he got himself 600 grand and that was life changing money. It was enough to walk away from a scholarship. It was enough to chase the dream, but that's the ninth round. Mm. Uh, we're looking at guys that are never going to get their shot now because we're cutting the draft to five rounds. I don't understand why we're cutting the draft to five rounds. Why are we changing the draft if we are not looking to slash the amount of jobs going forward? I mean, I look at this like like you said, they're gonna they're looking to cut the draft down to 20 rounds next year. That happened two years ago. My my roommate and like obviously our future guest, Tanner Lawson, wouldn't have been drafted. He went in the twenty first round. Like well great segue. Let's talk about some guys that never would have been drafted if that hmm. were the case. Um, Kenny Rogers, perfect game throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, 39th round draft pick. Andy Pettit, 
Hall of Very Good member. 22nd round draft pick. A lot of World Series rings. Very good postseason pitcher. Possibly one of the best ever. Now, he did pitch for 18 years. Had a had a playoff start in at least 14 of those 18 years. That's good, right, Dan? Uh, it's, it doesn't... It's, it's not bad. Okay, that's what I thought. But still 22nd rounders. Uh, how about we go with... Uh, here's a Hall of Famer, Ryan Sandberg, mm. round pick. Now, here's the thing with this. Your 20th round pick, your 20th round selection becomes very different if you don't have 40 chances at this. True. So that's a guy that may never have gotten drafted, period. Hall of Famer. How about this guy? Mark Burley, another Hall of Very Good guy. 38th round pick. It's arguably one of the best baseball plays in the game in history with the between-the-leg flip with the glove, right? Yes, sir. Mark Burley had himself a pretty good career. Very under-the-radar pitcher. Yeah, I mean, won a World Series, threw a perfect game. Didn't he win a Cy Young? Probably. Look that up. Four-time gold glove winner. Two no hitting. One perfect. Um, no sir. 2005, he was number, he was fifth in the yeah. signing the couldn't break paint it. Couldn't break glass. <laughs> no, but he pitched like he was double parked. <laughs> uh, here's a guy, another Hall of Very Good. 11-time Gold Glover, NL MVP, career 296 average, 162 homers, 1,071 stakes, five-time All-Star, Keith Hernandez, 42nd round pick. Oh, yeah. Here's another Hall of Famer that's not there if there's a 20-round draft. Uh, Johnny Smoltz. The only Tommy John guy. Yes, sir. 22nd round pick in 85. Um, <clears throat> then, of course, you got Mike Piazza, who's not even a baseball player. 62nd round pick in 88. 10-time Silver Slugger, 12-time All-Star, 1993 Rookie of the Year. Didn't win an MVP. Surprising. Uh, nah. 427 homers, 1,335 stakes. Career, a 308 hitter. He's rattling off all the stats I have on him I got to talk about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also, most homers as a catcher. That's fine. He was a top 10 MVP finisher seven times. Mm-hmm. 96 and 97 was uh, second place. And then, of course, let's talk about Mr. Uh, Albert Pujols. 13th round pick out of a Juco in Missouri. But let's talk about the fact that does Pujols ever get drafted? Period. Hell no. He's a 13th rounder out of a little Juco. <laughs> Probably doesn't 
even gets drafted. He's got 3,000 hits, mm. 620 homers. He's got 1,938 RBIs and a career 304 hit. Rookie of the year, three-time MVP, and a 10-time All-Star. But if we cut this draft down to 20, Pujols is out off a draft board and some high school kid from Texas is on it. You are very right, my friend. It, the implications of this are just unbelievable. And it's very short-sighted by the players. And I don't think they realize what Manfred has in store for them. Um, now, the big problem with this is cutting all of those jobs in baseball. Affects the, the little guys, too. Because when you cut that many that many jobs out with the economy hurting the way our economy is right now with this virus indie ball is shot right now you have five or six indie ball leagues that are struggling some of them are struggling some of them are not some of them are combining together so that they don't struggle you can't just move over two of the top tier independent teams Two affiliated teams, and then just eliminate forty other teams. That's that's a big problem for the business of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for for a business that that brought in eleven billion dollars last year at the MLB level, it's this is a really really piss poor choice. I think the bigger question is why the hell is Manfred still the job? Um, because it's smoke and mirrors at this point. The players are happy because they're getting paid. And the players are getting their service time, so they're going to be eligible to get paid in the offseason. But the minor leaguers are the ones that are getting fucked again. Which is a serious issue. Just seems like we're being a dead horse here saying that, like, it's over and over. Why are we fucking the minor leaguers? You know, they got to work hard, if not harder, to get to the level they want to be at. And we're just going to continue to just bend them over and say, fuck you. Uh, well, it, it's bad for business. It's, it's the, it's, uh, it's the, the box store effect of baseball where, we're taking um, we're taking this product, Major League Baseball, and we're going to put the best product on the field, and we're going to make a shit ton of money, but we're going to cut it so we can also spend the least of money, least amount of money to produce it. Uh, the problem with that is by eliminating all of these minor league jobs you're going to miss out on a lot of those best players because they're not going to continue to develop. And you're going to water down Major League Baseball, in effect. You're also going to... You're going to cost a lot of guys opportunities outside of affiliated baseball where you're going to see um, indie ball teams that are already notoriously bad for 
cutting a guy who may be performing for a guy that has affiliated ball experience. It's only going to get worse from there. Yeah, and when they cut this draft down like exponential rounds, it puts more pressure on all the teams to hit on their first round draft pick. Like you have to hit because if you don't, you're not going to find somebody later in the draft that's going to be a diamond in the rough. Right. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And it puts more pressure on the first round draft pick. Like, okay, I need to hit for this organization because if I don't, I'm going to be a bust in every in more of a magnitude than it really should be. Well, let's let's go back and talk about. What I, the, the draft I always love to talk about. Um, 2010, when Harper was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, it might have been... It was 2008, sorry. Or it might have been 2009. I don't remember offhand. But it was the oh uh, the Mike Trout draft here. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout was drafted number 25 overall. He was not even the first pick by his own team in that draft. There were 23 teams that passed on Mike Trout, including the Washington Nationals, who picked Drew Storen. Duh. However, do you know who the Angels drafted in the 24th overall in front of Mike Trout? I don't. Randall Gritchick. Duh. Who's done better? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to go with Gritchick on this one, there, bud. <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing is, um, Randall Gritchick has turned into. He's a big leaguer. He, he's not Mike Trout, but it also not only does it put more weight on and pressure on the that draft spot. It also puts it puts a lot of questions on things. Like, look at Jason Groom. Boys, mm. Jason Groom got, got drafted several years ago now. Yep. Has he seen Double A yet? I don't believe he no. has. Coming off Tommy John this year, mm-hmm. I believe. If this year even gets played, correct. Or a guy like Rob Kaminsky, mm. who's a Jersey guy. Yes, he is. That guy shoved. He was a, a stud in high school. I coached against him. He threw a one-hitter. Struck out, I think, 75 in five innings. <laughs> and um, the only hit was he, he hit somebody's bat. And it went out of the ballpark. And it was, it was funny to watch as a coach. Because there's literally nothing I can tell those kids. Did you end up winning that we game? We didn't. Uh, we did not. It was not close either. His senior year of high school in 2013, he went 10-0 with a .10 ERA. And he also averaged two punches per inning. I'm not very good with, with numbers, Dan, as we all know. But um, how many runs does that mean he gave up? Was that a singular digit? Like one? Uh, the- it was, uh, it was point one zero, so maybe three. <laughs> um, he threw three no hitters. <laughs> he also he struck out one hundred and twenty six in sixty four innings, and walked fourteen. 
three opens uh, and three one hitters. Also, five oh six with three homers and nineteen stakes. Those numbers are egregious. Yep. His junior year, he went eight and two with a point two zero ERA. Struck out one oh three and walked twenty. What happens to guys like that, man? Is it literally just the system of the minor leagues? Um. Well, the thing about it is, some these guys get drafted and are are really good, but then they go play at a level where everyone else is also really fucking good. That's where the adversity comes in. Where they're not used to failing. No, it's it's that. It's also. An injury here, an injury there. So, now, remember, he got drafted in 2013. First round. 26, or 28th overall. Signed for $1.785 million. Um, and he has still not made it to the big leagues. Has he even made a triple A? He was in triple A last year. For 31 in the third innings. Uh, he got traded, right? Cardinals traded him? To, I'm sorry, 24 and, and two-thirds. Yes, the Cardinals traded him for Brandon Moss. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. To the Indians for Brandon Moss. And... Uh, now he is back with the Cardinals on a minor league deal. Yeah, okay. Now also, he's 25 years old. So it's it's hard to call him a bust. Because he could still show up in big leagues and shove from as a reliever from the left side. Because those lefty relievers sometimes they don't show up until they're 31 years old and all of a sudden they're studs. But mm-hmm. that's a first round draft pick and two million dollars. Yeah, uh, like I guess in certain situations to a team it's just it's just two million dollars. Like it's not that big of a deal. Or, well, the thing, the thing that was alarming for me is the Cardinals generally don't trade top top prospects unless they know something that everyone else does not. Yes, this is why I hate when the Red Sox deal with the Cardinals. But continue, and especially trading for a guy like Brandon Moss, um, because Brandon Moss to me was that looking at that trade was like, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? And it, what year was that trade date? And we're now in what? It's going to be 2020, and he still hasn't cracked the big leagues. Yep. Kaminsky. And Brandon Moss with the for the Cardinals that year hit 250 with four home runs, eight RBIs. 17 punches to one walk. And he had seven doubles and and a triple. Now, 2016, 
Brandon Moss was a little bit more um, powerful. How much more powerful, sir? I hope it's like ridiculous Uh, jump. 28 bombs. Yeah, it's quite the jump. 67 stakes, though. It's not a lot of stakes. 19 doubles, two triples, 39. Uh, 39 walks, 141 punches. It's not one that looks to uh, get on base via the free 90. No, he's not a big free 90 guy. He is a th- career 314 on base guy. Yeah. Career 237 hitter. He has 160 career homers and 473 RBIs. So usually if your your number one draft pick just a year and a half removed, you're trading that guy for Brandon Moss. Something's that tells wrong. You something. Um now let's talk about uh let's look at another first rounder that didn't pan out. Um Who are you thinking, Frankie? Yeah. Who am I thinking? There's plenty of first rounders that haven't panned out. Uh, I mean Drew Storen. There you go. Drew Storen. And he he's been in the big leagues for a while. Yeah, oh yeah. He's been like a career utility. He's guy, a closer. Right? I'm thinking of fucking what's his face, the guy. I'm thinking of a different guy. Clearly. So uh, Drew Storen is currently a non-roster invite uh, for Philadelphia. Interesting. <clears throat> In 2010, he had five saves and 55 and a third. Soft. He had 358 ERA. Then he had a couple good years. 2011, 43 saves. Well, he, he had a good year. 43 yeah. good saves. 43 saves, 275 ERA. Then he had a 237 ERA the next year, 2012. Um, in 37 games, 30 and a third, four saves. Then a 4.52 ERA. There's that that three-year rule we talk about with, with relievers. 275, 237, 4.52 in 61 and two-thirds, three saves, and I believe the losses jumped substantially. Nope, he was four and two that year. He also gave up substantially more hits that year. He was 48 in 55 and a third, 57 in 75 and a third, 22 and 30 and a third, and then 65 and 61 and two thirds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then 1.12 ERA over 65 games, 11 saves, 56 and a third, 44 hits, 
eight runs, seven earned, two homers, 11 walks, 46 punchies. Never a big punchy guy. Never punched out more than he, uh, more than innings pitched. And then it's gone downhill. It was uh, 344 with 29 saves. Then 523 with three saves. That was the year he got traded to Seattle in 2016. Um, and then 445 with Cincinnati in 2017. Didn't even know he was in Cincinnati in 2017. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I don't really remember him going. Nope. Like, Nobody even the Nationals. Yeah, exactly. And the guy I was, now that you say it, the guy I was thinking of was Drew Stubbs. I was thinking of Yes. Yeah. Career 29 and 18, 345 ERA, 99 saves, 440 innings pitched, 417 strikeouts. 1.195 whip. Whip's not bad. Let's look at a guy like, I don't know, Delman Young. Ah, mm. favorite. In the meantime, I want you to look up uh, Mr. Melvin Emanuel Upton. Mm. Delman Young for his career 283 average 109 homers 1162 hits more than I thought 566 RBIs 3.2 career war Delman Young had a 3.2 yep ooh What would you like me to uh, discuss about one Melvin Upton Jr.? What was his career war? 16.8. Okay. So nowhere near that Mike Trout guy. No, 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 no. He surprisingly had a decent amount of extra base hits. Uh, Because he could move. He had 262 doubles, 32 triples, and 164 bombs. But he struck out Mm -hmm. 1,500 times. Also made a ton of errors as a shortstop where he was drafted. I can find that. Hold on. Let's see. I think he had like 55 errors in the minor leagues. Uh, career errors. I'm just going to go all the way down to the bottom with career errors. He made 73. And most of them were in the outfield, but I don't, I don't. Can't oh, I, I understand. I him, I, there's a reason he moved to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he only played what? He played 16 games at shortstop in the Grandes and had yep. seven errors. <laughs> he couldn't throw no, it across the infield. <laughs> Justin Upton, his brother, 34.4 career war. Everybody forgets he's yep. still on the Angels. Um, 
His best years were definitely with Arizona. Oh, very much so. Actually, his best year was with Detroit. Oh, uh, didn't he have like 30 homers that one year? It was 28 with Detroit, 7 with LA. But, yeah. Twice, 100 RBIs. 102, 109. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, sir. There's the allergies. Batted 300 once in his career. As a 21-year-old in Arizona, 300 on the nose. Um, believe it or not, Melvin Upton mm. also did that um, when he was 22, uh, 07, 300 on the nose in only 129 games. 138 <laughs> for Justin. Uh, a lot of punchies for Mr. Mm. Justin Upton. Upton is just like they like swing and miss. Hit or miss is inconsequential. But again, these are all, these are very high draft picks. So, these are guys that you're expecting a Mike Trout type return. And you're not going to get. Let's go ahead and look at uh, Randall Gritchick. Career war, 9.4. Um... Career batting average, 244. Did hit 30 jacks last year. Helps when he's sitting in a high school regulation field. He's a a 20-plus guy every year. Yeah, he's got quite the uh, full-on Uh, Yeah, he he likes to swing, I'll tell you that. He's also not a cut-down-the-approach-to-strikes guy either. No. This year was the first time he's played more than 132 games. Played 151 games this year. Punched 163 times. Walked 35. 80 RBIs, 31 jacks. Five triples, 29 doubles. Uh, Also not a big on-base guy. 280 on base. Damn, was there a reason why he never really got a chance in St. Louis? Was the outfield just he deep? he punched a lot. In St. Louis, he okay. played 103 games. Uh, 110 punches, 22 walks. 17 homers, 47 RBIs, 7 triples. 23 doubles. Then he played 132 games in 2016. He had 24 homers, 68 RBIs, 240 batting average, 141 punches, the 28 walks. Then 238 average, 133 punches, 26 walks. 59 RBIs, 22 homers. That's 122 games. 124 games with Toronto in 2018. He had 25 homers, 61 RBIs, 27 walks, 122 punches, 245. 
the real the reason is 240 and 25 isn't doing it if you're not driving in 100. That's true. I mean, I'm looking at his, uh, what is it, his 162 average, like, over a course yep. of right now, like, what he's done. I mean, I, I'm not, like, opposed to penciling a guy in that's going to get me 34 doubles, 5 triples, and 29 homers over Yeah, but he's going like, to strike out 107 that, times. 100. And he's not yeah, going to get on base in a 300 issue. clip. And, and he's nope. not going to swipe bags. So that's my only like. He's just not getting. He it. doesn't get on base. Yeah. Two ninety three. That's what I'm Jesus saying. Christ. For for something that is as big as a gamble as the Major League Baseball draft is, you can't cut it in half. Mm-mm. It just doesn't work. <clears throat> Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, I'm trying to find uh, 2015. Let's look at the 2015 draft. <clears throat> Brendan Rogers, prime example. He's got a negative war. 76 bats, no homers. There's actually a lot of guys. I just quick glance at the first round. There's a lot of guys that That's what aren't I'm saying. in the league yet. Dylan. I mean. I'll talk. Yeah. He's on the Yankees right no, now, I, I believe, right? Where did they? Dylan Tate's with Baltimore. Kyle Tucker is not really a okay. full-timer. Hey, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Carson Fulmer, how's that mm-hmm. working out? Mm-mm. Benny Biceps, not bad. Ian Happ, mm-hmm. still not a full-timer. Cornelius Randolph. Yep, that's the guy. Tyler Stevenson. He might play for the Reds. Josh Naylor. Sure. Uh, Garrett Whitley for Tampa. Mm -hmm. Brady Aiken again. Colby Colby Allard. Is he even still with the Braves? I don't think he is. Nope. He's with Texas. He started nine games in the show. Uh, Caprillion, he's been traded several times. 
Yeah, there's only four guys in this draft that are actually like full time big leaguers, and two mm-hmm. of them are the first two picks in the draft. Well, then you, if you look at the compensation picks, you got Soroka. Yeah. How does it, does the compensation round work yep. as like still the first round? One of the best okay. names in all of baseball went number 35 for the Dodgers. Kyle Funkhauser. <laughs> Austin Riley. That guy uh-huh. can swing the shit out of it. Of those first 42 names Jesus. from the draft of five years ago, you've got Swanson, Bregman. Can we consider Kyle Tucker a full-timer? I don't think so. Ian not Hart's yet, not. No. So you've got Ben Tendy. Bueller. Yeah, there's six because I didn't. DJ Stewart, I guess, will play a lot. There's six. (laughs) Soroka. Yeah, it's not great. Mock Castle's supposed to be pretty good for the the Orioles, but he just hasn't been up yet. But we went to 2015, and there's. Six of forty-two. Well, just makes what it wonder. sounds to me is, um, Uncle Manfred is trying to keep guys in the big leagues longer because you've had the the young guys forcing out the older guys, the more expensive older veterans. Keep this is going to keep the younger guys at bay longer. We're cutting the draft down. It's either going to yeah. create, we're either going to have a, a shittier big leagues because guys are going to get rushed to the big leagues because they're not ready, or the guys that are there are going to stay there longer. It's not good for the game of baseball. Couldn't agree more, honestly. So, moving on because fuck Rob Manfred. Keeps the draft at 40 rounds. 62 was too many. 40 is good. Um, let's go on to our all-time teams. Yes, sir. I have Jacks up. All right. So if you would be so kind jacks. as to read Jacks off. Yeah, let's You want to go by position by position? All right. Okay, so he's got Johnny Bunch with you, too. Uh, I have Piazza. That's a tough argument, but to me, um, as much as the 10 gold gloves plays a factor, it's the two MVPs that means a lot more to me. I agree with you. I mean, I, again, I saw your lineup. At, like, I was literally, I was like, I was looking at mine, and the only spot I didn't have was third and catcher, and I didn't want to pick bench. So I was like, you know what? The next best fair. one in my opinion uh, would be Piazza. It's fair. I mean, so, Yogi Bear is another one that could be an argument, but. He was a miserable little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack w- went with me with Lou Gehrig I, at first. See, I, was, I know you have. I was torn, so. so I looked at Gehrig first. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, Albert was my man. No, I get that. The only thing, to be honest with you, Dan, the thing that got me with Gary was his career stat slash with the 340 average, the 447. Yeah, but nobody threw a hundo. Slugging. That's fair. And that's what that, that's the thing. It's really hard for, to compare errors with this. Oh, it is. It absolutely. Time, is. Like with certain guys. So, um, let's think. I think we, I think the three well, of us, yeah, so all three of us had quick. Hornsby. For me, it came down to okay. 493 home runs, just wasn't enough for me. And the 2,700 hits. It's fair. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I looked at this, the 162. Like, I, I looked at that for everybody. The 162 over their career. And he averaged 40 doubles, 12 triples, and 37 homers with 150 states. And he walked 113 times. Yeah, he also had uh, 57, you know, 59 Ruth. Ks. Babe Ruth was a little bit better than Helps. Jim Edmonds. Not going to argue that. Combined. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, a I'm not going to argue that. Big Edmonds. You know what was my... He's no Babe Ruth. I know it's... Yeah. yeah. What's wild is that the year he won the Triple Crown in 1934, he didn't win the MVP. Yeah, and it, this wasn't the only time it happened with multiple guys. So I just don't understand. How does one not win the Triple Crown and not he, win an MVP? He, did he not win the MVP? He was fifth. Correct. Well, anyone a batting title batting. with the Triple Crown. That's how you win it, obviously, but... I just don't get it. Time out. I mean, they can fuck right off with that. I know. That's I mean, I uh, like, well, it doesn't make Lefty any sense. Gomez did go 26 and 5. With the 233 ERA. 33. How many games did he start that year? He only okay. struck out That's 150. Fair, I guess. Mm, couldn't break pain nope. oh, Jesus couldn't break and uh, good old schoolboy row was also 24 and 8 but he had a 345 I'm offensively Gary pretty much blew everybody out of the water besides Jimmy Fox that year uh, and he still kind of blew uh, Jimmy yeah, Fox no, out he, of the water he blew Jimmy Fox out of the water he he had a hundred yeah. he had 36 more RBIs That's right. Yeah, and he hit uh, 30 points higher. So, yeah, that's the only thing I don't understand is how one – and we're going to get to it later, obviously, because other guys we both have, mm-hmm. one of Browns mm-hmm. didn't win MVPs in the same year. So, um, yep. Roger collectively, Hornsby. we all have, what, Roger Hornsby? Hard to – He's uh, – He didn't suck. Yeah, he's fucking good. No. Um, I didn't know he was a uh, seven-time yep. batting title. Champion. There was only one guy that gave him a hard time for the batting title. Uh, let's see, Jack. Uh, Jack is the same shortstop as myself with uh, the, the Dutch. Uh, I mean, I understand, but I for me, it's something about seven hundred homers. Yeah. 
not wrong. How many did uh, good old Honus have? He had 101. Uh, let me look at his career number. Yeah, but what else, how many total extra base hits did he have? I get it. Home runs are home runs. It's hard to. He had 3,400 hits. Let's see. He had a lot of hits. <laughs> One eight batting mm-hmm. punch. Yeah, what was it? He had 643 doubles, 101 homers, and 250 okay. triples. So, A-Rod has him by 595 homers. How many How many doubles did he have? A-Rod had 543. How many triples? I'd imagine Honus had him triples. Uh, he did. A Rod had two fifty-two. How many so, bags does A Rod have? Three twenty-nine. Yeah, Honus had a seven twenty-three right. and was only uh, thrown out twenty-six times. But I mean, I get that, and Honus. Uh, he walked uh, 200 times, 230 times, mm-hmm. 29 times more than he struck out. But again, you know, it's different A-Rod pitching-wise really opposed to what A-Rod has faced. So in 98, I probably would give that to you. He had, he, he had 46. In oh, he only ran one year? But never more than 30 after, other than that. I mean, I looked at this one website that, like, ranked, like, the single season, the best single seasons for each position. A-Rod, one of A-Rod's, I think the year A-Rod 57? 52. Or was it a 57? That, he was number five. And Wagner had... Speaking one, of not two, winning three, the four, MVP. Six. Yeah, I don't understand how... Miggy Tejada hit 308. He had him by one point in average, and... That's it. A Rod was a an eight point eight WAR to Miggy Tejada's five point seven. What's uh, A Rod's career WAR? One seventeen and a half. Wagner's was okay. one thirty point eight. I don't again. I don't know how much not a whole lot. way WAR into this. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I really didn't. Like, I didn't uh, really do it with starting pitchers. A-Rod but... also did win three MVPs and two gold gloves. And a title. That's true. Not eight, but one. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I don't really think they took into account um, I... gold gloves back in the old 1890s and the um, early 1910s. So, and I don't know really how Wagner didn't win an MVP. But Listen, Honus Wagner, whatever. Flying Dutchman's a good call. Yeah. So, uh, I believe you both yes, sir. had the third baseman. I think you both had Schmidt. Yeah, I took, I mean, this is a little out of the box. I took Miggy as my third baseman because he played, It's when I looked at it, he said he had nine yeah. seasons worth of third base, or he played third understand. in each of those nine. And the one year he was a full-time third baseman, you know, mm-hmm. it was a triple crown year. 
I mean, Schmidt's good, obviously. I just felt like, you know, I understand. Kind of put him over the top. However, um, how many MVPs for Mickey? Uh, he had two MVPs, 12 and 13. And he very well could have had another yep. a back-to-back. Three MVPs for Schmidt. 12-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove, and a World Series MVP. Uh, the Gold Glove, after I looked at it, the Gold Glove Schmidt had probably put him over the top for Miggy. In terms um, of me, what's like Miggy's both the all obviously in this one, but yep, like season single season high, forty eight for Schmidt back to back years in twelve and thirteen. What's what's Schmidt's highest average? Uh, nowhere near Miggy's. I believe two ninety three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mickey, three forty-eight. Uh, they meet me in the middle. Then what Career? was Schmidt's on-base percentage? Three eighty. Yeah. Okay, Mickey had about yep. twelve points, but then you're, you're just splitting hairs at that point. You know what I mean? So I mean, those are both you know good picks. Uh, left field now. We're both. We both have pretty much the same. Left, right, DH. We just have different centers. Jax is pretty different besides DH. Splendid Splinter. We both have Ted, obviously, in left. Yes, uh, Jack has. Uh, uh, I mean, Ricky Henderson. from a leadoff hitter perspective, sure. I'm pretty sure for Ted. Oh yeah, there was a year he won one of the triple crowns, and he did not. Mm, uh, I believe so. Now, let's talk about Ricky first. Um, 1,400 stolen bases, 401 OBP, 279 average, Okay, 3,000 hits, Um, he he won an MVP. Two World Series, three Silver Sluggers, and one Gold Glove. I mean, it's it's radical. I would not even think about taking him. No. No. Yeah. Um, you know what's wild, Dan, is the two years that uh, Mr. Williams won the mm-hmm. uh, triple count, he did not win the MVP. I don't. Did we? I look don't at understand. The, uh, I'm looking at it right now with his 56 and, uh, game Judge hitting Maggio streak. Was that 1941? 47. Uh, 47. Yeah, uh, Dimaggio had. These the stats aren't even like remotely close. Dimaggio hit 315. So, Williams hit. Three forty-three. Um, Forty-one. He got the other year that he won the triple crown. No. Forty-two. Oh, he didn't have RBIs in forty-one. Forty-two. Yeah. Who won it in forty-two? 
second. 42. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Joe Gordon. Now, can you explain to me how in 1941, Joe DiMaggio won the MVP. He hit 357, 30 homers, 125 RBIs. Ed, there's no. Nope. I'm sorry, no. There's no logic. The man walked he 70 more times than DiMaggio. points higher. He batted 400. It was on. Brother, look at the all base percentage. DiMaggio is 440. Yep. Ted is 553. Yep. And he played more games. What? I swear, Ted. No, well, also at that time, came to awards. the winning team got the awards. And. The Yankees were a little bit better That's than the true. Red Sox. Now, can we talk about the fact that, that Mr. Mr. Williams here yeah, wrong. missed three complete seasons to World War II. In his prime. And then parts of two more. Mm. Korea. Yes. And the man had 2,600 hits, 521 homers. So if we look at his 162 average, which is egregious because his 162 I average is egregious. I got it. What is I got 162 it. average is what? 37 homers? 37 doubles, five triples, 37 so, homers. He averaged 188 hits, 130 RBIs. And the, the walks to strikeouts is what. Now, really can we discuss the fact that if he had upheld his his average, his 162 average in homers, he'd finish with 706 mm-hmm. for his career. God, I would. Uh, yes, sir. I'd love to go watch him play the game of baseball. What's also wild, I mean, it's not really wild, but the career, mm-hmm. he's still the active career leader in on-base percentage. And um, that's... Uh, no, not like... I don't think that number's ever going to be touched. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Okay. Center field, I think we all had a different one. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, no. You had Willie Mays as well? Yes. Jack and you also I understand that. I and took I was, Ty Cobb. Um, I was leaning that way at first. And then I opted to do that. I wasn't even leaning his way until I looked I understand, at his numbers. I was leaning male me, just off um, 156.2 war... 660 homers and a 302 average with gold glove defense. Not one, not two. 12 gold gloves, two MVPs, and 24 goddamn All Star games. Yep. 
a lot of all-star games. Um, yeah, I think what got it for me in terms of, you know, Cobb was the, I know, again, tough to argue errors and whatnot, but currently, you know, still the best career app, career long average in 366. You know, he had 4,000 hits, almost, 12 batting titles. Huh? Almost 4,200. He was 11 hits shy of 4,200, 4, yep. which was just dumb. Uh, somehow he won a triple yep. crown with nine home runs in uh, 1909. For me, and the, 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 the 12 batting titles. The murder. Ty Gobb was just a bad dude. Yeah. And uh, for me, the the, the real mm-hmm. clincher with Millie, Willie Mays is you have to look at those numbers. You put up those mm-hmm. numbers. Missed a year for military service, a year and a half. Also, um, he did all of this during a really bad time to be black. God. That, that sounds fucked up, but... Very valid. I mean... Also, if you look at his numbers, that year and a, if he gets that year and a half back, he's over 700 homers. But true. to do what Very he true. did during the Civil Rights era and pave the way for guys like Bonds, Griffey Jr., that goes a lot further to me than than Ty Cobb being at Brayson. That was really good at hitting the ball and spiking people. And fans. And... <laughs> um, yeah. As far as right field, uh, thought about it. Went. Hank Aaron, just a fair pick. But uh, I, after I looked at, you know, because we both took bonds, after looking at his overall like stats for his entire career this is arguably the most decorated yep. player 25 in the game time all-star ever and back to the Willie Mays caveat he did this all during an era where it was not easy to be a black guy doing something spectacular and you want to talk about the most just Mm. steady career in terms of homers and just production. Hundred and sixty two game average was uh thirty seven homers, hundred and thirteen RBIs, thirty one doubles, five triples, three oh five batting average. And if you year by year it doesn't deviate all that much. It's not bad. Most homers he ever hit, 44. And he did it like five times. I'm sorry, he hit 45 once. No, he even hit 47. Just not reading real good tonight. Um, again, but for me, it's Bonds went out and did it against guys that were just as juiced as he was. Throwing a hot dog with devastating shit. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think you and I always talk mm-hmm. about this, that nobody realizes he's an eight-time goal glover. And then uh, when I actually, like, I have to say, like, I picked my team. I, I oh, already yeah. had Bonds penciled in right field, like, when we decided to do this. I went and looked at it, and I didn't realize he had the two batting titles in 02 and 04. And I was like, yep, um, that definitely, like, for sure is 100% okay with being this guy with right field. But how many, his how many MVPs? two average is just bonkers. That's, that's correct, seven. Oh, he, uh, he has the most in baseball with seven. Uh, and you know, being a 14-time All-Star, and he is currently the all-time leader in home runs, box, um, and intentional. What loss. is his career on base percentage? That is correct. That's pretty career on base percentage is 4.44. Not a, it's not low. What, you know, know what it would be uh, over was 162 one. 10.51. Yes, yes. That's uh that mean I believe that's pretty good. Yeah, not really great with numbers on this side, but no. No, no. There's a reason why a lot of numbers on here are uh highlighted in black. But um yeah, it's just he's arguably the most decorated player ever to play the game. And you know, it sucks right now that he's gotta be tagged with an asterisk and the steroids and whatnot, but we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Uh, the three of us collectively. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard not to pick George as our DH. And shockingly, no, didn't have three thousand. Very hard not to. Did not. Uh, I was unaware. Oh that yeah, he, was, he actually had an ERA title when he was yeah. a pitcher. <clears throat> Unaware he also of that. got thrown out of a game for punching an umpire after he walked a guy, and the reliever came in and threw a perfect game that did not go down as a perfect game. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he's fucking good at baseball. Yep. All-time leader in uh, slugging and ops. Uh, his 162 is something to look at because yeah his ops is dumb to say the least because his career ops is much higher than Bonds and yep. Bonds is arguably one of the greatest players ever not well, that Ruth isn't but just gives you a perspective now Dan my question to you is I don't know when do they start uh, counting all-stars because Ruth they was probably only didn't have an all and that's when he was 38-39. And I don't know what's good with the whole MVP thing, because I'm looking at his baseball reference, and he won the MVP mm-hmm. in 23, when he was 28. Never got another vote until he was 31. And I don't know that we can look too much into that. 54. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just, I don't know when they decided to, okay, you're an all-star, we're going to vote on MVP um, this year, not this year, well, blah, There's blah, a lot blah, of but... other things about uh, George Herman that are uh, lesser known unless you really do your research. He was suspended for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in 25. 
I believe he had a nice little suspension. I don't know the details on that offhand. But he was not necessarily uh, a great dude off the field. Uh, and his, I know he just things. likes his hot dog and his beer. Um, but he's a dude <laughs> that it's, it's definitely worth looking into and doing some research about Babe Ruth the man versus the uh, ball player. Also, the, the craziest part about Babe Ruth is you look at these numbers like 1918, 11 homers, then 29. That was a record. 54, that was a record. 59, new record. 60, new record. The dude broke the the career home run record every time he had a homer for like 11 years. And then he broke like he broke yeah. the single season home run record. One, two, three, four different times. He was the history book. He's basically rewriting his own book. Yeah. Yes. So it's hard yeah, to argue and the not benchmark. have him. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our, uh, our three-man starting rotation. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the guy that the award's name uh, after. You want to kick it off? I'll let you kick it off. For me, That's Cy Young is just... That's fair. I mean, one the um, name of the fucking award after the guy, but Denton True Young, also known as Cy, won himself uh, not not three hundred games. Three hundred games is we're probably not going to see a lot ever again if we do. Uh, Denton actually lost three hundred games. However, he won uh, five hundred and eleven. Oh yeah, and he and he mixed in eighteen saves. The man threw almost 7,500 innings. He struck out 2,800 guys, and he played in an era where you didn't strike guys out. For instance, his rookie year in 1890, he threw 147 innings. He struck out 39. No, probably not. Guess he wasn't breaking a glass with his fastball. You want to talk about his records, though? Nine and seven. Okay, he's number five. His records are quite now. dumb. About uh, 27 and 22, 36 and 12, 33 and 16. My good God. His numbers are uh, definitely uh, dumb. Before his 40s, he had two losing seasons. And those were age 38 and 39. From ages 23 to 38, Mm. didn't have, sorry, 23 to 37, 14 consecutive winning seasons. That's outrageous. Yeah. I would, uh, I would echo that. Um, Jack pick 
uh, in no particular, because I have one of the guys Jack has, so I'll save him for last. Good but pick. Um, he picked Sandy Koufax as one of his, which is a good pick. Not going to argue it. I think mm-hmm. the only thing I would argue about Koufax would be his career was really short. And that's, I mean, that if he had a longer career, he could very well have been top three pitcher ever to pitch. It is fair, but yeah, it's fair um, to say if he kept up the pace he was at, it's he was great. He's in the hall for a reason. But that would only be that was the only argument I would make about yep. facts, But I don't really have an argument because he probably deserves to be in this. Um, for me, my first guy was I took the know, big unit as well. After I looked at the numbers. Yeah. Uh, Four sides in a row. Uh, he also won a pitching triple crown, you know, 10-time All-Star. Yep. Uh, four-time ERA champion. Uh, I think what got it for me personally was, you know, I, I obviously, you know, like you said, you're not going to see 300 wins very often. He had 303. <laughs> um. But yeah, I saw the 4,000 plus innings and I saw the 4,800 plus strikeouts and I was like, yeah, yep. um, give me that guy. Give me all uh, of see, that. I have my Especially questions about side. Johnson yeah. with his, um, his, longe- his longevity. The fact that he's, he was so dominant so late in his career, throwing as hard as he was. I have my concerns about uh, whether he was clean. But... I don't care. I'm still signing up to watch. I watched the old, uh, the 2001 game seven the other day. Uh, it was just Ooh. as good to watch as it was when I was 13 or 14 years old. <laughs> Bring that but, guy. Uh, yeah. Give me all Randy Johnson. Nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> Walter Johnson. Uh, who you got for your number two pitcher? Yes. Um, uh, the man struck out 3,500. He also did not win 300 games. He won 417 games. And pitched to the tune of a 217 career ERA. No. Uh, so I thought about Bob Gibson. It's not bad. Definitely serviceable. And my issue with Gibson was just mm-hmm. uh, after the year of the pitcher, he went downhill very, very much. He yeah. went the most dominant guy that ever lived. Um, uh-huh. In 68, 69, he was good. And then he became human. Uh, I guess I'll segue into that because get both me and Jack both pick Bob Gibson is um, I think what I think yep. what got it for me was the amount of complete games he had that man did not come out you know 255 complete games that's uh yeah it's not like a little amount there it's uh, quite a bit and then uh nobody yep. I, don't, I, I didn't even realize this but I looked at it today but he had nine gold gloves on the bump 
So, I mean, I'm, I feel like he deserves to be in this. But I, I get well, what yeah, you're saying he, that as soon as, um, you know, they lowered the mound, like, he went down. He only won two Cy Youngs. Which is kind of shocking. Well, he had to deal with Koufax. But, uh, yeah. It's true. Especially being in the National League. But, um... Yes, sir. He was the MVP that year. The, what, 68 was the year of the pitcher, correct? Yeah, so, yes, yeah, MVP, I think he had... His ERA was dumb that year. They lowered one one two. ERA went up a full run. So, um... Who's your last pitcher? It is. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what happens with the height of a mound, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a nasty son of a bitch on him. Well, I thought about Bob Feller too. Uh, yeah, so third pitcher at seventeen struck out a guy, struck out seventeen in a game in his age seventeen season. No, but Bob Feller missed his age twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five seasons to World War Two. And then happened to go uh, 26 and 15 in 1946. Mm hmm. It's a very winning record. Uh, I thought about that one too. Um, but just Jack's third guy was Greg Maddox. He didn't do it for me. Yeah. Excellent pitcher, but. Not for me. As far uh, as for me, I mean, I'm surprised picked, by uh, the rocket. He cut you off. Uh, I know. Hey, you know, after you you dig into the statistics and you realize he's got the most Cy Youngs in baseball history and MVP, two pitching triple crowns, seven ERA titles. Uh, and he was a former Red Sox, of course, even though he went to the Yankees. Um, I mean, you gotta. He deserves to be on here. Yeah, mm. he's got the most Cy Youngs. Love that mucus. Um, belong over there. So for me, Clemens is a guy that I don't. Uh, I don't really. I don't lump into that category because his age thirty to thirty three seasons, he was done. Yeah, and then and he got to Toronto. And the Roys. All of a sudden, he's 21 and 7, 20 and when he 6. He got to Toronto. 205 ERA, 265 in the AL East. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to New York. He's 14 and 10 with a 4 6. 13 and 8 with a 3 7. 20 and 3 with a 3 5 1. That's fair. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And I definitely could see. You could see when he went to Toronto, I think it was the time he started to juice. Because, like you said, years And we're 30, talking four Cy Youngs. After. Wasn't as dominant as he was. Four Cy Youngs after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Uh, Definitely Plus, he was a bitch. Steroids. He threw the bat and then tried to talk his way out of it. Oh, it was on purpose. Fuck you. Be a man. You can throw the bat at yeah. the guy. Man up and fight him. 
uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, not wrong. <laughs> but, um, as far as no the Weavers, I mean, it's pretty consensus that the three of us had Rivera. No arguments there. Um, Jack actually um, had the same second I mean, relief pitcher as I did with Billy Wagner. I'm going to, let me, uh, let me pull up Billy Wagner's stats. Uh, okay. Six on the all-time save list with 422. Seven-time All-Star. Okay. He did win a uh, Rollades Reliever of the Year once. But um, I looked at his uh, 162 with ERA saves, innings pitch, strikeouts, walks, whip, and a K per nine. Um, he actually has a lower whip than Rivera. Which I thought was very how many career punches? Considering you know Rivera is the most dominant closer ever to play the game. Career punches. Let's get to that. Hold on. Okay, so I went with Eckersley. Career punches was eleven hundred ninety-six. Eckersley's career record: one hundred and ninety-seven and one hundred and seventy-one. Three hundred and sixty-one starts. He also had 390 saves. So, so let's talk yeah. about the. Uh, That's a fair pick things. right there. He deserves to be two times roll, two-time roll aids relief. Cy Young, an MVP, six-time All-Star, World Series title, and AL- ALCS MVP. Oh yeah, and he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, glad you got to go there, and I didn't. And he has the mustache. I'm just, yeah. But no, yeah, I get that. Eckersley, I didn't, again, that's another spot I didn't want to, you know, fill because I wanted to actually debate a different player with it. But <clears throat> I, I feel like Eckersley is the spot there 100%. I just felt like, you know, Wagner as a closer, you're coming in and your strikeout for nine is 11.9. You know, that's a guy I wanted to back to close. Eleven point nine case. I want a guy that's going to strike people out. Eleven case for nine and slam the door shut. Uh, yes, in his career, Eckersley was not that high in any season as a reliever. Ten point seven. Yeah, what was it? The in ninety three as a thirty eight year old. Well, that's just dumb. I did not realize that Eck pitched until 1998. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was an old fuck. Always. <laughs> and the mustache was always good. And Billy went out at 38. But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think, like... What was his career high? Not only did he go out at 38, the year he went out, he had 37 saves. Your high was 44. Eckersley, 51 03, in 92 at age 37. Mm-hmm. Man, you had to close the door quite well. I mean, imagine, I know you said one has got a, what was it, MVP and a, how many Cy Youngs? Mm. Yeah, what, same year, I'm assuming? Yes. 
But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wagner never got like that kind of love, obviously. But I mean, the seven time All Star is a closer. And yeah, I think the thing that the two things that got me was that he had a lower whip than Rivera for yep. a career. And he had, you know, almost 12 strikeouts per nine as a reliever. Mustache wins for me. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna dispute that. I hope. Let's take a look but, at. Uh, oh no! I think this was good old T. Hawk. Really good. I think we all. Got... Trevor Hoffman with a career Ooh. 28 WAR, 601 saves, 10. Oh, speaking of that, Dan, before, can you go back real quick to Ecker? What was Eckersley's WAR? Oh. I still have it up. Uh, 62.1. I can see. Like, yeah, he yep. blows Wagner out of the I water. I looked at Wagner, too. War. Wagner's was 27.7. Uh, Hoffman, 600 career saves. 601. Uh, not as good as you would think. Also very good at closing the door. He pitched from 93 to 2010. No. Uh, like uh, 112. Ooh, that's a long career. How many years is that? <laughs> I don't even It's not bad. Eighteen. Eighteen seasons. He you know who he came up with? Jesus Christ. That would be the Marlins of Florida. I yep. not. And it was swiftly traded to San Diego. Really? You could say that. I guess that worked out for the Padres in terms he of had 50 stabilizing the bullpen. Two-time Rollades reliever. Seven-time All-Star. No other awards. One sixty-two average was thirty-nine saves, nine point four Ks per nine, ten fifty-eight whip. Never gave up more than 10 homers in a year. Yep. Well, he didn't throw it hard enough for it to go very far. Really? That's fair. So what are you more impressed with? Him never giving up? His rookie year. Well, he gave up what, once? Or no? Twice. His rookie year? No, three times. Then in 95... And then again in 2001. Okay, so what are you more impressed with? Hoffman not giving up more than 10? Or Billy Wagner never giving up more than... Wagner never gave up more than... Uh, eight. eight. That's dead. All right. That's no. very impressive. One year. Gave up eight. That was it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it was his best season. To me, the only reason when he had Hoffman's in saves. this conversation is 600 saves. There's only two guys to ever do it. However, guys like Eck and yeah, guys like um, Gossage and Lee Smith, even. Um, guys like that. that Ooh, Lee, I was going to pick Lee saves Smith. Saves in the 80s. Like, Lee Smith had 47 saves in 91. He threw 73 innings to get 47 saves. In 86, he had 31 over 90 innings. Nine over 103 innings. That's a lot of innings. 25 saves in 70 innings. That's a innings, lot of innings for a closer. Averaging 12.2 Ks per nine. So what is that? The seventh to the Sometimes ninth he's coming in in the eighth, and they they have a five run lead. He doesn't get a save because it's not the seventh. Twelve point four Ks per nine. The game's just different now. Oh, that was his eight games with the Yankees. This man played on a lot of teams. No. Lee Smith. Cubs. Red Ooh, Sox. Goose? Cardinals. Lee Smith. Yankees. Orioles. Yeah. Angels. Reds. Finished with the Expos in 97. Forty appearances in nineteen eighty one, sixty-six point two thirds. Sixty-six and two thirds. Seventy-two appearances, hundred and seventeen innings. Sixty-five hundred and three. Oh my god. Sixty-four and eighty-three. That's less bad. Oh, that's weird. Less bad. Sixty-three games. Eight, uh, 58 innings. Mm. Oh, he became like a specialist in the mid I don't know. 41 innings or 41 games. What are specializing? Throwing cheese? Saves 38 and a third. Weird numbers. Oh, man, was six five yeah, through gas. Also. But uh, four hundred and seventy eight saves. I remember when Hoffman <laughs> asked him to get to uh, number one overall. I remember being like, uh, I don't know, seventeen, eighteen. Like, who the fuck is Lee Smith? Then looking him up, being like, "Oh shit, Lee Smith was no joke." <laughs> Lee Smith was no joke. It's kind of a big deal. Wait a minute, Lee Smith retired yeah. in 1997. But um, yeah, where I the fuck have I been? we did this. I was live to watch that man. <laughs> I don't know who he is. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the, the fact but, uh, that they're... Yeah, no, this was definitely teams. good. I enjoyed this. Nobody even considered the all-time leader in hits. I know. And I, that's why I texted yeah, you. But like, he's not an all-time great. guy in there? Because that would have been the spot I put for him. He's not in the top 10 hitters of all time, which is incredible. No, that's Because the, the man's part. got more hits than anyone that ever lived. I wonder how much money he made off gambling on those hits. Yes. Probably a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not really. Oh, I do have one more thing. Um, Fuck Rob Manfred. We'll catch you guys later in the week. What's up? <laughs>